one. What's up, Tavi? Hi. How are you guys doing? I'm so glad you're here with us on the God is Awesome podcast. If you're just joining us um, right now, we just want to thank you for tuning in. You're at the God is Awesome podcast where we go over testimonials of everyday Christians, uh, just giving glory to an awesome and extraordinary God. Um, and my name is Aaron. I'll be your host today. Uh, we just already introduced uh, Tabby. She'll be the guest. But before we go over to her, uh, just a little bit about the podcast. Um, if you like to listen to testimonies about, you know, pe- God changing people's lives, uh, I kind of believe that it's uh, where, you know, Moses took off his shoes and he was walking around barefoot on holy ground. And that's what I kind of feel is a, as a testimony is someone sharing their testimony. And that's kind of holy ground where God has been. And so we're just kind of celebrating and crying if you cry or whatever uh, with this uh, testimony. So if you like more of these, please follow us on Facebook in our group. All the links will be in the description. Subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us, all that jazz, uh, just to get the word out. Anyway, um, Tabby, again, thank you so much for being uh, a guest on this show. I'm going to kick it over to you. Maybe like origin story, uh, where where'd you come from? How'd you grow up? And then we'll get into your testimony um, after that. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Tabby Cruz. I was uh, born and raised in Miami. I spent my summers in Chile, that's where my family's from, every oh. summer in Chile, and then every other Christmas in Chile. And um, I was raised in a Catholic background, and um, I, did, uh, I attended all the CCD classes and did my confirmation, my baptism there. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't till I was in my teens where I started questioning everything. And um, I remember um, I met my first husband when I was 16. We were high school sweethearts. Okay. And through him, I was able to receive the Lord Jesus Christ in my heart. In Chile? Um, Here in Florida, in Miami. Okay. But I, in Chile, when I spent my summers there and I was there for Christmas, we were very... um, adamant about attending the classes, attending, attending the services. Gotcha. And I used to ask everybody in the family, why are we Catholic? Why do we pray to saints? Why do we, I just had a lot of questions and I knew that there was a desire for me to connect with Christ. And, um, in the home that I was brought up and raised, I had Mormons that lived next to me. I had people across the street. They practiced, um, Santeria. Okay. I had like there was a different culture where I was brought up when uh, behind me was a uh, Middle Eastern and they had different religion. And so I was uh, very oh. curious. Oh, yeah, it was a different culture. But we uh, we were all kids mm-hmm. and none of that stopped us from being together. Sure. So I was just very inquisitive and very um, curious to know, you know, why do they do what they do and why does, you know my neighbor have five wives and you know, why, why did they do this? And, you know, I was just such in a curious stage. And when I met my first husband, um, he invited me to the church. Um, it was a Christian church. Um, it was such a loving church. Um, and it took me about a year before I received the Lord Jesus Christ in my heart. Okay. And when I did, it was very profound. I could remember to this day when I received the Lord in my heart. 
And since then, it's been uh, a journey, a wonderful journey for me. Gotcha. So you um, were about 17? I was 16. 16. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So now, I. What was the switch from Catholicism to like, were you still going to a Catholic church? Um, well, I, I was still attending when I did my confirmation. I was still attending the Catholic church. Okay. Um, they had services on Wednesdays and I went to my dad, my mom and dad, and I told them that, um, that I received the Lord Jesus Christ in my heart. And they felt that it was the same in the Catholic religion because we serve the same God. Absolutely. But I, you know, I, I would always tell my parents that we're all saints. We don't, you know, the saints are, are not alive. You know, we can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And thank God my father didn't take it too hard. <laughs> and he still loved me. You know, he oh, didn't yeah. kick me out of the house or anything. But, <laughs> he, you know, he um, he was a great dad. Good so, um, so yeah, so I... Um, through this journey, um, I grew in Christ. I was involved in the youth ministry there. Mm-hmm. Um, through my journey, I've um, I remember being involved in a car accident. Okay. And coming out of this car accident, the car accident was the car was like a tuna can. No. It and I came out with no scratches, no bruise or anything. And God's protection. Yeah. Oh, the whole time, the whole time, and. Um, I was able, and it was a company, it was a lumber, it was on 8th Street in Miami, it was a lumber that decided to cut through the median, and my car rammed into it, and one of the belts that was holding up the lumber came out and fell on my car, and I just drove a small little white car, it was my first car, and it was so totaled, (laughs) oh my god. My dad came home from work that day, and he was in shock because they brought the car to my parents' house and he came in the house and he was amazed that nothing has happened to me. And that was the beginning of his faith too, as well as changing. Mm-hmm. And, um, th- throughout the years, you know, um, graduated, went to college. Um, I married my first husband and we wanted to get out of Miami and we first moved here to Port St. Lucie and I started working for the hospital and um, we started our journey there. Okay. And um, we wanted to have a baby, and I couldn't have a baby. And for about three years, we tried, and it couldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. And how was, I knew how something. Was it was very hard. Mm-hmm. It was very hard. I I couldn't understand what was going on, and I trusted in the physicians in Miami and. I went to, I drove to Miami and nobody could figure out what was wrong. And I ended up with a doctor here in Martin Memorial who told me I was diagnosed with prolactinoma, which is a pituitary tumor. And it was preventing me to have a baby. Gotcha. And um, I was a high risk. Um, I couldn't carry. And um, it was hard. It was a very hard, it was a very hard time because I was confused and I didn't know what was going on. And so they put me on medication and treatment, and it wasn't cancerous or anything, but they told me that even if I try to carry, um, that the chances of me having a miscarriage was very high. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, as I, after I went through the treatment, which was about another year, 
I was able to conceive and I carried Brandon. So that was my miracle. You know, it's funny because in the Bible, like God is always like, that's one of the premier miracles is like God gives babies to women who can't have babies. You know, it's, it's a, that has a special place in God's heart. Yes. Yes. And you remember I told you life has a way of going up and down like a roller coaster and about three and a half months of my pregnancy, um, I lost my dad. He mm. passed away, and it was very sudden. It was um, very, uh, I was in shock because he, he, was, he was someone that I never thought he would pass away. And um, grieving my father's death and knowing that I was a high-risk pregnancy, it was very hard for me to even mourn and grieve of my father. Gotcha. And, um, but God has been good throughout this whole journey. I mean, I ended up having an emergency, um, cesarean section. I had high blood pressure, but Brandon was born healthy, normal. Um, we didn't have any, uh, I mean, complications on his end. On my end, it was cause, um, I had to stay extra longer in the hospital. Yeah, scary for sure. And then, um, after that, um, after Brandon was born, my first marriage was coming to an end, and I couldn't understand why. Okay. And um, I couldn't understand why. I was very confused um, with the reason why it was ending. Um, I was very angry and hurt, and um, I had no friends, no family here. The support system was not really as strong as I wanted or needed here mm-hmm. in Port St. Lucie. And after my divorce, um, I went through, I went back to my job at Martin Memorial where I worked. And I, um, I said, listen, I need some references and I want to move back to Miami so I can be with my family. And I, I, I'm going to go back to school and um, start fresh again. And with that being said, um, God placed some amazing mentors in my life. They sent me back to school. They helped me. I had such a great support system in my job. And it prepared me to, um, when I, you know, I was able to get my certificate, I was able to um, do my job. I was able to advance in my role. Um, I was there for almost 15 years. So mm-hmm. it was um, it was a great experience. Awesome. So um, it, life has its ups and downs, and I've met a lot of great friends. And through this trial and tribulation that I went through, um, my job was the one that sent me to counseling. You know, they knew that I was grieving. Yeah. And it was a little bit different because after Brandon was born and my divorce happened, um, it was very hard because now was the time that I can actually grieve and mourn for my father's death, gotcha. mourn of my divorce. And, um, and they took care a couple of God always, that's the thing is that when there's like an, you know, you've seen the movies, like an explosion happen and yeah. you see like dust everywhere. Sure. That's what I saw when I was going through this storm per mm-hmm. se. And I, I was confused. I was like, why? Why are these things happening? I don't understand. I'm such a good person. I serve you, Lord. Why, you know, why does bad things happen to good people? 
Right. And it was during that time I questioned my faith. And even though I was quickly reminded of all the past um, testimonies that God has brought me through, I knew that um, I had more more anger and hurt than than it kind of like overshadowed my walk at that exactly. time. Your identity in Christ is rattled. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And then you're just like more focused on your anger and bitterness and the sin that's happened to you rather than God. Right. Yeah. Right. So it was about four years after my divorce. Um, my ex-husband came to me and asked me for forgiveness. And um, I was like, nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> I had my arms folded up and I was like, nope, I'll forgive you. Yeah. Mm-mm. And, um, Did you say that? Like, you're like, no, nope, I nope. I was angry. I was hurt. I was like, nope, you don't mean it. You know, no. I was hurting. I was really sure, hurting sure. because, you know, you come here and you have, you know, we were set, we were together for seven years before we got married. Mm-hmm. Remember we were high school sweethearts. So, you know, we kind of had, um, things in place, you know, for a school, then college, then, you know, you get your degree and then you move away. You grew up together. Oh yeah, we did. We did. So for another four years, you know, I, I struggled with pain and I carried this heavy burden over me. That's four years after he asked you for forgiveness. Yes. I'm that stubborn. So for, (laughs) (laughs) so for four years, you have to say it was for another four years. And And at, you're yeah. a Christian at this time. You know, you know you're forgiven, right? You know. Oh, yes. It's yes. just like it's up here, but you're, it's not like right here. Yeah. And if it's not here, it's not you can't you, you can't do it. You can't. No. Nope. Right. No. Nope. And sorry, just, this, this is going to be a podcast. So it's in your brain. Yeah. It's not in your heart. And if it's not in your heart, it's not in your actions. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, my attitude was, you know, if you forgive somebody, it's got to be from your heart. I sure. can't, I'm not going to say, oh, well, I forgive you. Otherwise, I accept your forgiveness. Yeah. And, you know, those are empty words. That's yeah. how I call it. Well, it's and, lying. <laughs> yeah. I was, no, I, I'm very transparent. And, yeah. Yeah. You know. Okay. So. Four years I, later. Um, huh? Four years later. Four years later. Um, you know, Brandon's eight years old. And I met this, uh, I met a whole bunch of friends and I became more settled in here. I met a, a friend who was uh, more like a counselor to me. Okay. And she, her attitude was more of a, you know, the movie Incredibles. Have you seen the movie Incredibles? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. There's this lady, <laughs> you have to watch, you're going to have a baby. So you're going to have to watch the movie Incredibles. Okay. There's this lady, her name is Edna. And there's this sobbing wife crying on a kitchen table. And Edna comes with this newspaper and she just smacks her in the face and just says, you know, get a grip, lady, you know. And um, this counselor lady, her name is Kathy. She um, she did that to me. And she slapped you across the face. Yeah, she goes, do you know how many blessings you are missing out on? Mm. And um, you need to take stock of like what you have. Yeah. And she was like, you need to get back to church. You need to reconnect. And. You know, you need to be in the light. And so have so during this time, did you slip away from Christianity or from church? Yes. Okay. Yes. But yes, I did because I was very confused. And even though I knew what the word of God said, I was still um, heartbroken. And 
I carried this heavy burden on me and it was, it was like hurting me, my back, you know, but spiritually I was fractured in a way. And there was like no bandaid, no strapping, no splint, no immobilization that would heal my heart. And it was only God that can heal my heart. And I wasn't, I was just so bitter. And I remember I couldn't even be in a relationship with anyone at that point. Um, because you have to love yourself first and allow God to heal you spiritually before you can move on and just, you know, you have so much more to offer. Yeah. So through her, I was able to start going back to church. Um, I, I visited a lot of churches. I even watched church at home, you know, when the, the, the TV would come on and right. So Brandon and I, we started praying every night mm-hmm. and Brandon was like eight or nine years old and um, we were listening to the ministry and we started praying every night. And one of the things we prayed about every night was for a good husband to come in my life, for a big family and um, for a home to be full. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we started doing that. It was like a challenge, you know. And I, I shared it with my friend Kathy, who was helping me through this time of trying to let go and letting God allow work in your life. And she's like, you're not going to be blessed if you don't forgive. You mm-hmm. have to forgive. Sure. And it's got to come from your heart. And so when he was like eight years old, yeah, he was like eight years old. So eight years later after my divorce, I, um, I went up to my ex-husband and I said, you know, I remember many years ago, <laughs> you came to me and um, you asked me for forgiveness. And, and I said, no, but I, you know, I accept your forgiveness. I, I want to um, make things to be peaceful and make amends, like in the sense that, you know, you will be, he's a great father to Brandon and um, just make things peaceful. Mm-hmm. And since then, believe was, it or not. Was this out of the blue? Like he was just like. What? Yeah, I think he was in shock. <laughs> he probably thought I was on drugs or something. <laughs> he was like, what? Yeah. Where is this coming from? Sure. And, and, you know, I opened up and I told him, you know, every, everything happens for a reason. I really don't know why they happen. But, uh, you know, I accept and I just want to move on with my life. And since then, my life has changed to a positive for about two years, I spent still single, mm-hmm. um, working on myself. Right. Uh, where my relationship with Brandon has always been solid. Um, but when I was with him on the weekends, I made each moment count. Right. But when I didn't have him, that's when I had my meltdowns, my crying, my, my pain, right. my, the struggling, you know. Um, I try to stay focused on school, but I knew that there was some work that needed to be done for me spiritually. So right. I started and that's working. The growth. That's that growth. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. funny how well not funny, but like true how God works through the, these at least three people, right? Your ex husband Brandon and Kathy, your mentor. Yeah. And it like grows you, right? And then yeah. you're like you're alone, and then he grows you there. Yeah. I, I think that's yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. we, so I. Um, so we, uh, you know, Brandon did jujitsu. He's always he hit basketball. I was always, you know, with him for 
and one day we decided to do kickboxing okay. at Martin Memorial. And I, we started taking kickboxing classes, and guess who was an instructor? <laughs> it was Carlos, my was, husband. There it is. Your he was my, yep, he was my instructor, and he was my personal trainer, and uh, we fell in love. Mm. And it was like a world whirlwind. It was just like love. <laughs> right yeah, in the face. yeah. Like a, yes. A and I didn't love. think he would be, but it, it, we just connected in such a way that um, we would finish each other's sentences. So it was, it was, and we were together for about eight months until we got married. So oh, wow. it was, it wasn't seven years. It was eight months. Yeah. And there were a lot of, my friends, especially my friends that wondered, what are you doing? Sure, <laughs> you know, sure. this is probably your first boyfriend or your first. I was like, no, no. When you know, you know. I know that I know. Yeah. For sure. And um, you saw and the way he kicked and punched. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> he says it was his guns that I, you know, yeah. that I fell in love with. <laughs> He's but buff. Only... <laughs> <laughs> He's so yeah, so then since then, um, we got married, and then Peter came along, and I had a difficult pregnancy there. Peter is your second son? Peter is, oh, we got married, mm -hmm. and so we're a blended family. Gotcha. So he brought in two boys from a previous relationship, and then Brandon. So mm -hmm. Peter is the one that ties us all together. Gotcha. And um, so I met David when he was three and got little Carlos uh, when he was six. So I had, we had a big family and um, oh, I remember Brandon and I talking and Brandon was like, mom, do you remember we used to pray every night yeah. for a big family? Yeah. <laughs> we have a big family now, yeah. you know, and, yeah. So that was another answered prayer. And we prayed almost every night for about a year, maybe two years, every mm -hmm. night. And at times it was getting exhausting yeah. where we were like, you know, because I questioned, God, do you want me to be here in Port St. Lucie? Maybe it's best that I move back to Miami. Sure. And every time I tried to move back to Miami, it never happened. Yeah. It never happened. And door closed. Yeah. Door closed. My managers, my bosses, they were, uh-uh, nope, we're going to take, we're going to send you to school. We're going to help you with, you know, your career and you're going to get certified. So um, when I was pregnant carrying Peter, there, the hospital I was working for, it was like 14, 14 years, 11 months, 12 days, almost 15 they started, it was going through a recession or something going on. There was new management, new CEOs. They were getting rid of people that were there for more than 20 years, mm. more than 25 years. They were just cleaning house. And right. it was people that were never gotten written up, that were never been disciplined before. And I had a tally in my desk. And I had, all right, this person's been here for 20 years. This person's been here for 18 and I knew there was like three people ahead of me before they got to me. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, when it came, they were getting rid of all these people and they were giving them severance packages. Okay. I knew I was the next person. Oh man. And it was hard because I was out to here. 
I was pregnant. I was uh, probably about six, seven months pregnant. I was high risk. I had what's called uh, placenta previa. It was a low-lying placenta, and I was carrying very low. And um, it was just, it was very difficult for me. I had to be on bed rest. Um, and they were just not um, sympathetic to my situation. Really? And um, before they could um, give me the boot, I went on maternity leave. And, <laughs> and if anybody knows, a physician cannot sign, put you on maternity leave unless you go and deliver. Uh-huh. Well, I got the maternity because I explained to the doctor I was going through a big change at my job who was aware of the situation because he worked there as well. Mm. He knew that I was high risk. He knew that I could lose this baby, Peter, and he put me on maternity leave. And um, I was home and I started looking for work. And I, it was very hard. And one day I had a telephone interview from a company that uh, wanted me to work for them from home. And I thought that was great because I'll be able to be with my kids. I'll right. be able to drop them off, pick them up. And um, I kept everything in prayer. And I remember the day I went into labor, I had a voicemail from... Um, from my new manager asking me to, you know, it was like an offer letter they gave me and it was making, it wasn't a lateral move. It was a promotion. So I did. Yeah. So I became a coding consultant for the company. That's awesome. So it was, yes. And it was awesome because they provided you with the materials, the resources you need. And um, I was able to work from home full time and be with my kids and attend their awards, their ceremonies and their field trips and, at the same time, you know, working from home. God always provides. Oh, my gosh. He does. But the thing is that, you know, I feel bad sometimes because during the time of crisis, um, you really don't see it happening. It is usually after the storm has passed that you yeah. look around and you say, God has always had my back. Of course. He's always t- taking care of me. And, um, well, make a long story short, because <laughs> I can have a long story. I started working for hospitals throughout the whole world. Oh. I met people from Kentucky, Tennessee, um, California, Utah, Newark, New Jersey. And um, I got to really get to know the people that I was able to do. I do medical coding. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got to connect with a lot of people. And then shortly after, about two years ago, um, they outsourced my job. Mm. And they gave my job to people working in India. Okay. And I couldn't understand because um, you have to have a certificate, a license for you to do the job you did. And so I was reassigned to another facility and I was reassigned to another facility because there was a lot of outsourcing going on where people from outside of this country was doing my job. Mm-hmm. And um, it was very, um, 
I'm trying to find the right word, kind of scary because I felt like my job was soon going to be eliminated. Right. So it was about two years ago, I started really looking for a job, looking for a job, trying to, trying to make sure that, you know, and nothing, not one bite. And um, I knew that my layoff was going to happen soon because yeah. I kept being reassigned to different facilities, different hospitals. And um, finally, I gave up. And I was searching and searching and searching. I finally gave up and I just let it go. And then it was about six months later, uh, the new fiscal year is October 1st. Mm -hmm. So about late summer, I got this phone call. And it was for a hospital out in Texas. It happens to be one of the number one teaching facility school um, hospitals um, out in Texas. They called me. Mm-hmm. And um, they, I was in shock to hear from them because they are a very good reputation. They mm-hmm. have a very good reputation, and um, it actually looks good in your resume when you work for them. Awesome. And I was, I was just impressed that they called me, and I asked them, "How'd you, how'd you find me? Like, how did, who, did somebody tell you about me? How do you know I was looking for a job?" And huh? they were like, "Well." we found an old resume of yours. Um, it was like two years ago. I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's old, so old. That's great. And, um, so they said, you know, so I explained to him what was been happening in my, and they said, no, 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 your job, you know, your job is guaranteed. And, um, we want United States people working here. I was like, okay, good. You know, that provides me and nice. got promoted again. It wasn't a lateral move. It's a promotion. And I'm just so thankful um, because I'll tell, I'll tell you two years ago, I was really trying because the anxiety was, and I like to stay in a job and I don't like to move around. Sure. I just like to stay and just stay there, you yeah. know, and grow in the company. Yeah. And um, so this company I'm with now is, um, there's lots of room for growth. and. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So um, as we're wrapping up here, uh, I have two questions. Uh, The first one is, do you have any, um, I I feel like the the divorce and the forgiveness um, has been like the major, like re-energizing or God working through your life in that way. Do you have anyone, do you have any advice for someone who's trying to struggling with forgiveness? Um, Um, Ex-husband? Yeah. Well, Okay, so remember I told you I, I'm, I can be stubborn. I could be a pain in the butt, you know, stubborn. A lot of people have told me that I needed help. And help in the sense of learning to forgive. Don't be mad at God. You know, you can't be mad at God for, you know, what has happened to your life. You know, I was also mad because I lost my dad mm-hmm. while I was carrying Brandon because I wanted my dad to meet Brandon and yeah. he never got to. So it was very painful. And my thing, my advice is go see a, ca- a pastor, go see someone who can help you. And I refused to get help because I felt that I can do it on my own. Right. That's how I was. And I can, people. I can brush this off my shoulder. Yeah. You know, I can. And I didn't. Yeah. And we need God people to speak truth into our lives. 
Yeah. And there's a lot of people hurting. I was hurting. Mm-hmm. I, I was hurting for many years and I did not want to seek help for myself. Yeah. I, um, I just didn't. I, I felt that I can figure it out and I didn't want anybody to feel sorry for me. Yeah. You know, because when I first moved here, we had no family, no friends. And then it was like this big, huge explosion. And I actually almost regretted moving here to Port St. Lucie. I wanted to move back to Miami. Yeah. And, um, but I never got help. I never got help to work on myself, to learn to accept things the way they are, to learn to forgive. Um, But I never did. But my, you know, my husband says, I wish, I wish I would have find you sooner. Yeah. That, that's my husband, Carlos. He would say, I wish I would have find you sooner. And my response to him was, I wasn't ready. Yeah. Because if I would have met him. <laughs> it would have been better. <laughs> I mean, like, wait, get out of here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. And so, and uh, so your advice is to find someone who could, see, you know. Who see. you can open up to. That was another thing. Gotcha. I just didn't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. I just, um, I didn't want. I, it was, I had so many reservations about opening up about my hurt and pain and, um, the people, my job who helped me to get like, they, I went to them. I told you, I went to them and I said, I need references to move back to Miami. I'm going to go back to Miami. And and they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to help you out. We're going to set you up. They made me during work time go and yeah. see like a counselor through the work. It's like uh, employee EPA or something like that. It was employee um, help, gotcha. health, whatever. And I went and I was like, oh, I'm here because they made me come here, sure. but I'll be fine. Just leave me alone. You know, I could handle it myself. Yeah. Which, and it wasn't until God worked through, yeah. you know, counselors and help and stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Well, um, we'll reach the end here. I just want to thank everyone before I have one last question for you, but before we do that, uh, I just want to thank everyone who joined the podcast, a uh, quick, uh, shout out to Sarah and Jose and, uh, for Jose for, for checking out, uh, the podcast. If you are made it this far, please uh, <laughs> like and, um, and, and follow the podcast and, and share it. If you, if you know someone who, um, uh, is struggling with the same things, forgiveness and all that. Um, but Tabby, uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I got one last question for you. Uh, we end every podcast the same way. Why do you think God is awesome? Uh, God is awesome because he never gave up on me when I gave up on him. Mm. His love is unconditional. He is so mighty. His, his wonders, everything, his majesty, everything I see is all from him. And he's just awesome. Awesome. That's, that's, that's real good. That's real good. Well, thank you guys for uh, joining us today. We love you all. And we will catch you on the next episode. Thanks again for watching. Thanks.